This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance, committed to a bright and sustainable future for us all. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi offered new clarity today on her plans to address the budget reconciliation process being used to offer more coronavirus relief. House committees have been marking up specific areas of the Biden administration's $1.9 trillion package this week, and Pelosi says she wants to see the measure passed by the end of the month. We hope to finish our markups and committee this week and then send it uh, to the budget committee next week for them to work their will on it, then to the rules committee, and then to the floor, and we hope to have this all done by the end of February. Certainly on the president's desk in time to offset the March 14th deadline where some unemployment benefits will expire. Maine Democrat Shelley Pingree is a member of the House Ag Committee, which marked up its $16 billion portion of the bill last night. She says she understands concerns about the legislative price tag, but still sees the package as a necessary effort. Nobody wants to look at these big numbers, but given the fact that we we have not gotten control of the pandemic and we are still worried about, you know, will we get the vaccines out quickly enough? What about the new strains that are coming in? We, We have to be aggressive. And then I think bringing our economy back at the same time is also an expensive challenge. The bill also contains some historic language to address loan forgiveness for minority farmers. Some are concerned about the precedent such language could set, but Pingree says the issue needs consideration. It's not a fun topic, and digging into our history and realizing the number of people who, for a whole variety of reasons, lost the possession of their land, lost their ability to be farmers, you know, it it goes against our American ideal of the family farm. You know, you start small, you build uh, some economic equity in that land, and you have a resource going forward. And if you look at the huge disparities, you know, that that's a big change of, of what's been lost. There's more from Pingree, including her thoughts on organic and climate policy, in this week's Washington Week in Review on agripulse.com. The biofuel sector plans to use new data in its policy arguments. Agripulse's Ben Nully has more. Biofuel advocates hope a recent carbon intensity study on ethanol production will help make their case to Congress and the White House on the role the industry plays in reducing carbon emissions. Growth Energy's Chris Bliley says a January report published by the Environmental Research Letters found greenhouse gas emissions from corn ethanol are 46% lower than gasoline. This new research really confirms a lot, a lot of what we knew to be true, that ethanol is a fundamental reducer of greenhouse gas emissions and an invaluable tool to address climate change. You know, and I think some of the things that you touched on at the end are really important that a 46% reduction compared to gasoline is a snapshot. He says the report will also be used to highlight to policymakers how land use has decreased substantially over time. That's going to be part of our advocacy is really getting adoption or seeking adoption of these lower, lower estimates. Um, and really putting this research front and center with policymakers as they develop these low carbon programs uh, or have those in existence, uh, as you mentioned with California. California has already come down from their original estimate, so that we're we're certainly hopeful that we can continue to work to to reduce that number as well. Bliley says previous modeling suggested GHGs from corn ethanol were estimated at 39% lower than gasoline. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Finally today, a long-running investigation into imported blueberries has come to an end. 
The International Trade Commission today announced it would end an investigation into claims that imported blueberries were hurting American producers in the marketplace. The commission ruled the blueberries are not being imported in sufficient enough quantities to be a substantial cause of serious injury or threat of serious injury to the domestic industry. The news is a blow to blueberry producers and important Capitol Hill allies like Senate Ag Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow. Bill Thompson has more in his story on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. America's sugar producers are committed to a bright and sustainable future for us all. This is made possible by America's no-cost sugar policy. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.